Okay, welcome back to the emergency goalies. And uh, we did not do our uh, little draft preview special like I thought we might do, but uh, we did have the draft yesterday. And in a truly shocking development, the uh, Blackhawks picked Connor Bedard. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, okay, well, maybe they did. But I guess I will ask you, Michael, there was another first-round pick. Oliver Moore for the Blackhawks. So what did you think of the draft for the Blackhawks? Well, the first round uh, certainly had some uh, drama a little bit with, uh, um, you know, like a, a good player like Matt Faye Mitchkov sliding a little bit. And um, I got a little worried at a couple of points where all the guys that I was hoping would fall to the Blackhawks were getting picked in the early teens. One of the five guys that I was hoping would be there ended up being there, and that was Oliver Moore. Uh, he's a guy that fits what the Blackhawks are looking for uh, pretty much to a T. He is an excellent skater um, among the first-round picks. He's uh, without a doubt, the fastest guy. Um, can't I can't really say for the entire draft. There's probably some low round guy who could maybe skate as fast as him. So I, I don't know if I want to say that he's the fastest guy in the draft, but at least among the top prospects, uh, Moore is the best skater. He is a little bit um, undersized for a center, um, which we also saw with the Connor Bedard pick and the Frank Nazer pick last year. The Blackhawks are not prioritizing size, which I have no issue with. They are going for skill. They are going for skating. And they'll worry about size later on. Um, but it's not like Moore is quite as... Uh, he's not really... I, I shouldn't even call him undersized. He's about an inch shorter than you'd want him to be. But he's strongly built. He's a very good athlete. He's got um, the strength you need to overcome, uh, you know, maybe the little bit of lack of reach. Um, and certainly the speed makes up for some of that as well. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some reports that uh, some people think he's going to end up as a winger because of his size. I don't believe that for an instant. I think he is a center. Mm -hmm. I think he plays a 200 foot game and it's, uh, you know, I, he's a pretty safe bet to be a middle six center for me. Um, he, he's, his skill level is probably not quite as high as, um, you know, like the, the top 10 picks in the draft, uh, which is probably why he slid a little bit despite his skating ability. But uh, for me, it's, it, it's an upside play with his athleticism. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just kind of hope that uh, the the skill aspects of the game kind of catch up at some point. And if not, he's going to be a, at least a good, uh, solid defensive player who helps drive transition. Uh, he's very good with carrying the puck through the neutral zone, that sort of thing. So um, yeah. kind of a high floor, but also a, a pretty pretty high ceiling as well. So I really like the pick and uh, I was gonna, very happy to see him. He's going to play in Minnesota college next year. Is that the yes, plan? I believe that is right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, he's probably, he's 
probably a guy that spends two years in college would be my guess. Um, I could certainly see him maybe coming out after one year. I, I, I think it's going to be f- fairly similar to what Nazer's doing. Um, Nazer obviously had the injuries this year, so he didn't. Um, this the, the, this season was kind of a wash for him, but um, yeah, Moore's a guy that I think uh, you know you, you you take a look at it after the year, see how he progresses. If he has a really good season, maybe you sign him after this year. But um, my guess is it's probably two years um, before we see him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I'm very happy with that pick. Um, the Blackhawks were then. Working the phones, working the the tables, I guess you could say, <laughs> at the draft. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like they were trying very hard to get into the uh, end of the first round to make another pick. Um, however, there ended up being absolutely no trades in the first round. Yeah. Um, little, uh, not a lot of drama in that way. So yeah, that kind of left them with their normal array of picks for uh, today's portion of the draft. And they only ended up keeping three of their four second round picks. Uh, They traded one of them uh, for a second round pick next year, as well as a a lower round pick uh, uh, today. Um, But yeah, they, they didn't uh, really surprise too much with uh, the guys that they targeted we knew they were going to draft a goalie today. Yep. Um, they were pretty, pretty upfront that, uh, you know, they hadn't drafted one last year and they don't, didn't want to go more than a couple of years without getting somebody. Mm-hmm. And they went ahead and made sure they got their guy. They used their, their top pick in the second round, the 35th overall. They chose the first goalie in the draft. So they, like I said, they, they made sure they got their guy. Um, Adam Gayon is, uh, he's an overager guy. He was uh, eligible for last year's draft. And at the beginning of this year, he really wasn't a guy that was even on the radar, um, to be drafted this year, but, uh, just had a, a really nice season. Um, yeah, even within Slovakia's, uh, international teams, he was a guy that, uh, at the beginning of the year wasn't on their radar really. Um, he ended up being, uh, um, kind of a last minute addition to their um to their world junior team and uh, was expected to be the backup but kind of quickly took over the starter role led led uh, the Slovakian team to an upset over the US um which is was kind of his big moment um and then uh you know he was also the guy that was on the ice um for Connor Bedard's big moment uh, in the tournament uh, with uh, Bedard scoring the overtime game winner, that really amazing goal where he kind of skates through three guys. Uh, Gayon was the goaltender that he beat on that play. So um, that's just kind of an interesting little tidbit, but uh, Gayon's a very athletic goaltender. And so, yeah, you know, maybe a bit of a late bloomer, but um, he's a guy that kind of stood out to me as, somebody that they would certainly target and they did. Um, so he's going to kind of move to the front of the prospect line for goaltenders. Um, you know, we've got Soderblom taking over the, the starter share with Mrazek this year and they drafted Drew Comesso a couple of years ago. 
Um, and I know they like Camesso, but uh, to me, I think uh, Gayon is probably the guy that they'll look to as the potential future. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, their next two picks they used on uh, some a speedy European forwards, uh, Roman uh, Kantsarov, uh, was the 44th pick, uh, and it fits the sem- similar mold to Bedard and Moore, where on the shorter side, mm-hmm. but good speed, very good, you know, just a, a good skater. And even though he's short, he's kind of compactly built, he's got strength, and uh, you know, just yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, sorry, definitely a direction that the black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, he, he's a guy that, that that has a lot of skill. So um, I'm kind of curious to see a little bit more from him. Uh, I, he's he's not a guy that I watched entire games for. Um, he's playing over uh, in Russia in their junior league, and I uh, just I, I I never really got a chance to to watch any of that. But you know, his highlights and stuff are pretty pretty impressive. So going to look forward to seeing a little more of him the other guy that they got uh, uh size not an issue for him um martin misiak um it's like six two um over 200 pounds but he is also a very good skater um kind of like cancer off he's not a guy that i'm overly familiar with mm-hmm. um i had a hard time uh finding uh video on him he kind of split his season between Slovakia and uh, the USHL. And uh, so he didn't seem to kind of like make a big impact, but he's a fantastic athlete. It's very, very obvious from the video that I have found of him. He's a guy that is big and strong and skates really well. And, uh, but the the thing that didn't jump out to me much is it's, uh, he didn't seem like much of a playmaker, great puck skills, that sort of thing. He, he seems like he's going to be more of a defensive forward energy guy, bit of a grinder, that sort of thing. But um, one that can really skate well for his size. So, you know, that's the type of thing that they they targeted a lot last year. Um, he kind of fit in that same mold as uh, um, a lot of the guys that they, you know, that they targeted last year. Um, you know, and then of the rest of their picks, I'm not too familiar with most of them outside of their top third round pick, who is Nick Lardis, another shorter, speedy winger. Um, but unlike the other guys, I do have some questions about his strength. Um, he's definitely got the speed. He's got the shooting ability. I was really impressed with his passing. Um, and He's also committed defensively, but he's very slightly built and kind of a perimeter player. And I, I question if he's going to kind of be tough enough to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he does, he's got he's got if he ends up building up enough strength, he's got the 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 game that you'd want to see out of a middle six guy. And you know, he'd even have uh, penalty killing. Uh, utility as well because I, I like I said I do think he uh, he has some defensive game to him so it's definitely an upside play 
Um, but it's probably a guy that's going to take two or three years to kind of build up a lot of strength, um, fill out his frame a little bit. So other than that, they ended up drafting a lot of guys with size later on, but they're guys that, you know, didn't put up a lot of points, didn't, didn't show up on a lot of scouting radars. And so I, I, I hadn't, uh, really taken a look at them. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, yeah. And once you get, once you get past like about the start of the third round, you start to get people you're not going to know a lot about. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, most of the, in the NHL draft, most of the talent is going to be through like the top 50 or so picks. Um, I felt like this year it probably extended a little further than that. Yeah. Um, like they, they took uh, Lardis at, at 67. I think in some drafts, he's a guy that, you know, probably would have been a pretty surefire second round pick. Um, so I, I, you know, be, after that, you're just basically looking for lottery tickets and, um, you know, so like I said, the, uh, the Blackhawks seem to have definitely kind of just taken uh, a roll of the dice on some guys with some good size. And um, at least in the reports that I've seen on them, most of them actually skate pretty well as addition, in addition to being big. Um, but even a couple of them, um, you know, there the, the skating questions with them, but yeah. Uh, overall, uh, very uh, uh, exciting draft for the Blackhawks. Um, you know, they made 11 selections, so it really is going to fill out the prospect pool. Um, they waited until their final pick to pick a defenseman, and, you know, they they, they also picked the one goalie, but nine forwards. Um, we talked about it all year, how much this team needed forward yeah, depth very, in their prospect pool. Very needy and forwards. Yeah, that, that's what they targeted. And yeah, so you know it's gonna be a couple of years before we know, but there's some there's some promise in the guys that they got. And then obviously Connor Bedard at the top. Yeah. Don't have to wait very long for that. He's gonna nope. be there opening night. <laughs> that's right. So I guess we'll get into a little bit about some moves the Blackhawks made for the current roster, which as we were talking about before, they were going to have to get to that salary cap floor, and they made several moves. Now, the first, obviously, biggest one was they traded for Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno, gave up Ian Mitchell and Regula, which, I mean, I think the bloom is pretty much off the rose on Ian Mitchell. I don't think he turned what the Blackhawks thought he would be, but I just thought I'd ask you, for this big move to pick up salary and still a pretty good player in Taylor Hall. Yeah, they 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 grabbed a couple of kind of veteran leaders. Um, Hall still a guy that has some good skill. Uh, still plays a pretty good two way game. Uh, just a reliable guy, uh, but you know a guy that's not not worth his salary anymore at this point. Um, but he's only got two years left and, you know, $6 million, the, the, the Blackhawks needed some salary to get to the floor. Um, but they figure Hall's probably a pretty good, uh, mentor for Bedard. Um, Hall obviously a firm, former first overall pick, former MVP. Um, so he, he kind of understands the, the spotlight. And, you know, but at the same time, he's a guy that can help Bedard on the ice as well. 
it's not just a, a mentorship role for him. He's still a pretty solid second line player sort of thing. He was playing third line on a, you know, a very deep Boston team last year, but uh, he can still play in a top six role for, um, you know, a team like the Blackhawks. So yeah, that's a pretty good ad in my view. Uh, Felino, I'm a little less certain about, um, yeah. you know, th- that's a little bit more of, uh, you know, they, they are going for the intangibles there. He's a former captain in, Columbus, um, and he's been a guy that, you know, he's kind of been traded once and signed some deals with some teams that were trying to compete. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of brings that veteran grit and leadership that a lot of teams are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with the Blackhawks, I, idea there is, hey, you know, we bring him in, paying him a lot of money to mm-hmm. – kind of give us some stability yeah, in the bottom six for the first half of the year. And then we kind of wait and see if he's playing well mm-hmm. um, and he wants to make a move towards a contender. I think the Blackhawks will happily eat 50% and, and trade him at the deadline. But either um, way, it'll be, it's only a one-year deal. So, Right. Yeah. No such thing as a bad one-year deal, especially when you're in the Blackhawks situation of having gap space and money to burn. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably not the move that I would have made, but I'm not upset or anything about that, the decision to do so. And the, you know, then they also acquired Corey Perry. Um, he's going to kind of fill a similar role to Felino, assuming Perry signs. Um, you think he would? Yeah. It, uh, it, it's no guarantee, but I kind of like Felino. I think the Blackhawks are going to be able to throw enough money at him mm-hmm. to convince him. And I'm sure they would promise him that, Hey, you know, come the trade deadline. If you want to move somewhere, we're, we're, we're more than uh, welcome to accommodate you in that. So we'll see. Um, he is a, a, an unrestricted free agent. So he's got some, some leverage there. But, uh, yeah, I think at this point the expectation is that the Blackhawks will get him signed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, the Blackhawks fans are very familiar with yes. <laughs> from his Ducks days. Uh, one of the ultimate pests still in the yes. league. Um, and But, you know, he can still score some goals. Yep. He's still, still a net front guy, still a committed 200-foot player, even though he doesn't skate real well anymore. But, yeah. Um, you know, he's a he's a useful bottom six player. That's right. Gives gives the Hawks a little more depth. Yeah, and you think too, um, just for these guys, like the money would help too, but I mean getting a chance to play with Connor Bedard might be kind of fun. Yeah, you know, I mean I'm I'm sure you know, there's definitely some appeal there. There's definitely going to be appeal to playing in a major market with a huge stadium that's going to be filled and energized with fans that are excited about watching Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the players, players respond to that. Um, you know, and then obviously Chicago has its own appeal as a major market and um, big city fun to play in. Um, you know, the, the, the Blackhawks fan base and players, uh, bring a lot of uh 
uh, cachet with them. Um, and I'm sure the players around the league are aware of that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of easy sell in that regard. It's just, Hey, you know, you're going to lose a lot of games. And if your highest priority is winning, yeah, you know, winning and taking one last run at the cup, um, you know, you, it's one of those things where if if the right team comes along with a you know a, a contract offer for them, I'm sure that they would probably prefer that. But like I said, the Blackhawks are going to accommodate these guys. I think um, mm-hmm. with the you know, hey, we'll trade you at the deadline. We'll let you pick your destination, sort of thing, kind of like they did with Kane this year. You know, they'll they'll try and do right by these guys. So. Yeah. That's that would be my expectation. And yeah, you know, uh again, it's probably not how I would have used the cap space, but I think given that the 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 lack of trades that we saw, despite the expectation that there was going to be a lot of um movement because everybody's up against the cap, I, I really think general managers are starting to uh get a little smarter. They're not as willing to attach first round picks and, you know, these the, yeah. the big, you know, they're, they're, they're not as willing to, to dump contracts mm-hmm. or dump value along with the contracts. Um, they'd rather just give guys away. Like we got, you know, Taylor Hall yeah. for essentially nothing, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, it's a strategy that Vegas has pulled off multiple times over the years and has obviously paid dividends for them. And so I think uh, in a bit of a copycat league, um, we're starting to see that a little bit more. And so, yeah, I mean, going into it, I was, I was hopeful, Hey, you know, maybe the Blackhawks can still drag another first round pick out of it or maybe a, you know, a couple of twos or something like that. They did end up getting a second round pick, um, by taking on Josh Bailey's contract and then immediately buying it out. Um, but that second round pick doesn't, come in until 2026 so i think that's kind of an indicator um as to what other general managers were offering um you know they're just a lot of teams were loath to move picks this year they they knew how strong this draft was they wanted to keep their picks and if it meant a little bit of salary cap pain yeah they were they were willing to hold on to the them so Blackhawks still got tons of picks coming their way though in the coming years. So, and you know, they can still trade some of these guys that they, they, they did end up using that cap space for, um, you know, assuming there'll be interest come the trade deadline. I mean, you know, it's not like there's no risk though, with guys like Felino and Perry, they, they are both over 35. I think Perry's going to be 39 this year. So, you know, at some point those guys are going to fall off the cliff. You just got to hope that it's not this year. Hope you can get some value from them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, it's going to be more, you know, you're not going to get first round picks by trading those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be more second, third rounders, that sort of thing. So, and that is if they have like huge years. Huge right. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, that there's no guarantee there. So, you know, it, yeah. it just is what it is. I think the Hawks, or trying to balance, um, you know, getting the best value out of their cap space that they could. But I think 
they decided that there was probably as much value in surrounding Bedard with a few of the right type of guys. You know, they, they, they developed, seem yeah. to be cognizant of trying to keep the um, locker room the way that they they want it, and uh, they they're targeting specific guys that they think will fit. And yeah, yeah so we'll see. Um, I'm still expecting a bad team next year. I think everybody should be prepared for a bad team, but with one exciting player. Yeah. yeah, we'll have we'll have much more excitement as far as potential future pieces involved, obviously with Bedard and Reichel and mm-hmm. um a few of the defensemen. They have decided to kind of move on. You know, not only did they trade away Mitchell and Regula, but they had they're not going to bring back Caleb Jones. Um, so a lot of those fringe defensemen that we saw last year, um, they've decided to kind of move on and and free up some playing time for uh, Korchinski if he's ready, but Vlasic and Kaiser and uh, Phillips, you know, whoever's ready to break through, they're going to get some opportunities. Yes. All right. Well, I guess. We don't really have much more to add because we're still in the offseason. There's going to be free agency coming up. We'll see the Blackhawks add a couple minor pieces. Yeah, I mean, Davidson sounded like he's not expecting a lot of movement um, come free agency. Um, you know, they they kind of jumped ahead of it a little bit with grabbing Felino and potentially Perry as well. Those guys were both going to be free agents that I assume they were going to target, but instead they picked them up a little earlier and they're going to get them signed. So I wouldn't expect much on Saturday when free agency starts. Um, the NHL roster is fairly filled out at this point, um, assuming that the last couple of defenseman spots go to rookies. Um, but the forward group is, yeah, it's pretty much going to be what it is. Uh, the one thing I would expect uh, the AHL level players um the group that they're going to be sending to Rockford next year um, has some intriguing defensive talent, but uh, the forward group is very lackluster. So I would expect um, quite a few, well, maybe not quite a few, but um, at least a few um, major like career AHL help, you know, veterans, that sort of thing, just to kind of fill out, which, which we saw last year as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the forwards that they drafted last year, all the forwards that they drafted this year, none of those guys are really eligible for the AHL yet. So they're still kind of buying time and having to fill out that, that Rockford roster. Um, next year, I think is when you're going to see more of the influx, all those guys that they drafted last year will be eligible and there's going to be a, a lot more prospects in, in Rockford than there will be this year. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back um, probably around training camp because yeah. there's lots of uh, Bedard stuff to talk about then. And yeah, I just thought we'd give her a little draft update. And um, yes, the future looks good for the Blackhawks. So we're getting there. That's right. All right, Michael on Twitter, you are MJ underscore Ernst. And I am STH85. You can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify and yep, we've got Bedard officially and let's get going.